The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. The legendary actor Kieran Hines is with us. Not often you get to talk to a man whose IMDb page would take almost an encyclopedia just to print out. Uh, he's going to be in the Smock Alley Theatre in Dublin from Tuesday the 31st of May through until Saturday the 4th of June in Stravinsky's The Soldier's Tale. Kieran, good morning. Good morning to you. It good is morning, very, Anton. It is very good to talk to you. Can I ask you a, a question? I was speaking to um, Nina Conti, the um, uh, ventriloquist, the other day, and she described her father, Tom, the actor, and her mother, who is also an actor, desperately trying to convince her to be an accountant or to be in the civil service or something other than acting so that she would have the reliable income. Did you try the same with your daughter or did you encourage her into acting? I certainly did anything but encourage her. No, she um, she had her own. She came to it very late, actually. She was studying uh, international relations, I think, at the LSE in London. And uh, she suddenly went traveling for a bit to see what she would do. And she came back and announced, I guess, at the age of 23 or 24 that she wanted to try acting. And um, I said, wow, that's a bit late. Um, Compared to the generation, they're all at it very early now. But uh, she's making her own way. And uh, And it's working well. She was in Dairy Girls. She was a very girl. She was in Normal People. Uh, she's now working in the theatre in London. I made the theatre. She's just going to rehearsal. And uh, I, I mean, you know, when I when I started off, you were advised don't do it. There's about 86 percent unemployed at any one time. But um, you know, it's not an idea of following your bliss. If you have it in you, you have to give it a go. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you find something else. But. Uh, if if you're lucky enough, as I have indeed been, and, and people are gracious enough to offer your work, it's uh, it's a very interesting uh, way to go about life, I have to say. And it has to be said, I mean, I, I mentioned your, your IMDb page, but requiring a, a small forest to print out. You, you have done, what, 60 movies? So you're, you're averaging more than one a year. Like, f- that is almost record-breaking for a jobbing actor. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't count them. I, I, I mean, you do something and you move on. And sometimes, uh, because often I, I am sort of known as a character actor, I guess, and uh, I'm not, you know, uh, holding a movie. You know, I'm not there for the whole time um, during the film. I'd be there for maybe a week or maybe two weeks at some stage, you know. So, uh, you know, one or two weeks in, in a year working uh, is not very much, you put it like that. Do you know when you are in something that is special I, I think particularly of I mean there are two of the two, two roles that you have had and two movies that you've been in one being The Road to Perdition the other being There Will Be Blood where you were so significant in it and it was such a fabulous piece of work when you're in it and when you're filming it do you know okay we're on to something here or do you just have to keep your fingers uh, crossed and wait till you see it I think uh, one can never know and like everything you start with the best intentions you know what is, one thing for sure Anton is you'll never make a good film with a bad script you know, um, the, the, the writing has to uh, be of a, of a certain class, a certain standard. And then when you think of all the departments that are involved, uh, it, it, trying to stitch it all together to get it right, uh, it, it's quite a work. And that's why uh, those directors, those great directors, uh, like uh, we're talking about Paul Thomas Anderson and Sam Mendes in this case, uh, are phenomenal men you know they've got a, a great vision a great they can see widely you know not just narrow narrow visions they they see a, a big perspective and i guess in their head um, they can see the story unfold and there was something about the, the the way and the style in which they they filmed it that you realized they were wrestling with the material they were kind of wrestling it into shape 
And you had a feeling that if if they get uh, the, the the wrestle in the right way, that uh, the quality of the the cinematographer and the actors around would certainly bring it home. And I think in those two, the both of them are quite masterpieces. I think. The experience of working with Daniel Day Lewis in in There Will Be Blood interesting. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. And I, I, you know, I was a, playing kind of a sidekick of his, so I was able to observe a lot. And what I did when I, when I was talking about wrestling it himself and Paul Thomas Anderson, they were never satisfied with what they'd done. You know, they, went, they never, they it never came to a point where they say, "Okay, we've got that scene, move on." They do it, and they do it again, and they do it again, and then they have to move on because of the time constraints. But they'd still be reflecting back, and sometimes they might try and reshoot it while they were still shooting just in case they missed something. And it was a question of taking this almost physical, because it was very physical, especially in the first 20 minutes for uh, Daniel Day, that when he was, you know, down in the, in the, in the, in the earth, hacking away, digging away, they, the work that went into that, the hours and the days, actually, I, I, I just was in awe of, of, of their commitment to uh, actually put every ounce of energy they had into the film. I wonder from an actor's point of view, though, the way you describe that, where they're, they're taking sh- shot after shot after shot and they're taking um, re- retake after retake and then they take it into the edit and gradually form it into something. Is there a nicer immediacy for the actor in doing something like theatre? Like you're going to be in, in Smock Alley from Tuesday. Is, do you feel a greater sense of control where, you know, it's a relatively small theatre I can see the audience. I can feel them react immediately to my performance. Is 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 that rewarding? Um, it, 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 it's it's a different beast. It, it's a different animal. And usually, when you're doing one, you prefer the other. The way. It is, you know? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I have to say, uh, my own personal pace is why I've been very fortunate working with extraordinary people in film. And. Um, when for me when theater is right when it goes right whether i'm watching it or doing it it's uh one of those uh glorious moments of life where time stops it's suspended and the audience and uh like the doers and the watchers have all become one and everybody's almost breathing with the same intensity as to where we've got to you know that suspension of disbelief where you start watching actors come on and becoming characters and then the audience invests so much then becomes realer and realer and if the work on the stage is honest and complicated and full suddenly between everybody in the room there's a wonderful dynamic and that's when you and it's not just about um creating laughter or, or, or tickling them there are moments when not often i have to say not often but when you witness a real profound silence uh, where people have been taken somewhere else, taken away from who they were, and they're now in this other world. And that, and that, that for me, is, is the biggest reward. I mentioned it's the, the soldier's tale that you're in Stravinsky's um, uh, yeah. magnum opus might be a bit too far, but significant work. Uh, and it is Tuesday through until Saturday, the 4th of June. You're, for people unfamiliar, give us a, a bit of a sense of the play. Well, it's, it's like... Um, I, I guess you could call it it's one of the first kind of multimedia events, you know, but this was written in 1917, but it involves uh, music, you know, seven-piece chamber orchestra. There's dance, there's drama, there's storytelling, there's poetry. And, and it's based on, a, on an old Russian folk tale about a runaway soldier, a deserter, uh, who uh, comes in contact with the devil, and he ends up swapping a violin for a book that promises him unlimited wealth. 
And uh, of course, uh, that being a, a moral to the story, the devil always uh, wins through. And basically, the moral, I guess, is don't equate uh, having unlimited riches with happiness, uh, and where you find that. And certainly, don't uh, put your faith in strangers of a certain hue. But it's it's kind of a there's humor in it, and there's a great dynamic in in this. It's kind of a modern translation, so there's a, a dynamic between the rhythm and the rhyme of the writing, and the musicians are extraordinary. And for me, it's fantastic to work so closely with uh, classical musicians, uh, you know, and they and they love playing it because it's it's such a great challenge to them. Well, and then there's the, a dancer. A dancer comes on at the end who plays the princess, and she 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 she's choreographed a mixture of tango, ragtime, and waltz. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an hour long, but it's it's, it's a very generous uh, piece of art, I'd say. I would like to to wish you luck, but I believe that's a terrible thing to do. So break a leg. Um, <laughs> the run is Tuesday, the thirty first of May through until Saturday, fourth of June, and tickets are at smockalley dot com. Kieran Hines, thank you very much. Thanks, thank you, Anton. Nice to talk to you. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.